I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? (laughs) Of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. You can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus, four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. of Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio, the C2CRadioShow.com special is on the air. It's Sunday night, it's 8.30, and yes, indeed, we are back, and we are live. Going to be joined tonight by two guests, two outstanding guests, one of which, Joseph Edwards, the creator of the hot new card game, collectible card game, Indie Supercard. We're going to talk to him about his creation, how it came to pass, and what exactly has been happening with it since he started this journey? How is, what's the challenge of making an actual brand new card game? Uh, as you can hear in the background, there's a, a young feline running around, smacking around a cat ball here. And, uh, of course, Rob will be joining me here shortly. He'll be picking up the line here in just a moment. But I hope everybody had a great weekend, and I uh, hope you're enjoying your Memorial Day holiday. It's been an interesting, uh, interesting couple of days. Not just in, um, you know, the mainstream professional wrestling world like AEW or WWE, but overall, um, because we've actually had, you know, some serious challenges going on. Uh, there's been some issues. Where, oh, there's the line that's ringing through. Wow, that's actually kind of an obnoxious noise. Hello. 
There he is. We've got Rob joining us. What's up, buddy? How are you? I am outstanding. We are on the air. We have already gone live. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of figuring. I was like, okay, well, I said, so, is he ready? Okay, cool. And I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm like, all right, well, I'll just do what I normally do and just add him. <laughs> get, get him ready when he's ready. So, you know, not a big deal. <laughs> so what I was talking about is, of course, we've got Joseph Edwards coming on to talk about Indy Supercard. We're excited to talk to him about that. Our first guest in a while. We don't really do a whole ton of interviews here on C2C, so this will be an interesting time. And then, of course, we've also got, we also have uh, Mad Max Morrison joining us. Been a little while since we talked to the Mad One himself. Should be interesting to sit down and talk yeah. with him about how he's been keeping busy with COVID-19. Oh, yeah. I saw him on the interwebs earlier today so he's getting creative it's interesting <laughs> to meet up with him yeah he is he's uh, been doing this streaming called social disturbancing i gotta ask him about that um but before we get to our guests i wanted to take a couple minutes here um and just talk briefly about uh just the happenings of the week we found out midway through the week that shad gaspard uh, passed away after heroically rescuing his son from uh, some pretty horrible undertow at, uh, I believe it's Venice Beach, where he was. Um, the story goes like this. His son and he and with were with a group of people. The waves were pretty heavy. They crashed down and pulled some of them under. Um, Shad was able to get his son above water. Lifeguards got to him and were able to make the save as he basically states, hey, save my son. Take my son first. Right. Take my son first. They get his son. They turn to come back to him. They see him. They see a wave crash down over him. And that was the last time they saw him. Uh, Unfortunately, as the news would continue, we did find out that his body did wash up on the shore um, a few days later. And, uh, you know... The measure of a person is typically by their character. And if that's the case, then uh, Shad Gaspard was the epitome of what it meant to be a good father and a hero. Yeah. I mean, it's sad when things like that happen. Um, It's unexpected. The dangers of the ocean, the dangers of the, you know, mother nature, shall we say. Yeah. Um, but it shows you the true character of somebody that in the time of trouble, when it's save yourself or save someone else, he picked save my son mm-hmm. and which all, fa- hopefully all fathers, parents, you know, parents always want to save their kids and, and do what they can. And so that's, it's sad that it happened, but just the overwhelming outpouring of support from the wrestling community and all around doesn't, you know, and it's times like this that, it makes me feel a little bit good to be a wrestling, you know, good to be a wrestling fan because of the fact that in times like this, wrestling promotions can put their things aside and say, you know what, we all come together to help this, help this family, you know, and today we're all one family and not, oh, this is my promotion, this is your promotion, we can't talk about it, you know. Yeah, the the things that stood out to me the most, uh, outside of the obvious story, uh, was. WWE, AEW, all wrestlers' promotions seriously coming together to celebrate his life and also to financially contribute to help to pay for not just his 
memorial, but to support the family. Uh, Tony Khan, Chris Jericho, uh, Rusev, John Cena, mysteriously. Uh, I'll get to that in a second. Supposedly John Cena did. Um, but there's tons of different wrestling names and just other great wrestling fans that have donated to the GoFundMe account that was started for the Gaspard family. That account, that GoFundMe campaign, has reached over $140,000 in the span of about four days. Um, That's awesome. 40000 of it came from a contribution that simply read C-T-C-R-I-P. Now, a lot of people have indicated they feel like this was John Cena who made this contribution. Cena, of course, is not the kind of guy that's going to go out there and go, oh, yeah, that's what I did. Um but there have been images floating around on Twitter and Facebook uh, and, and Instagram where there was a scene from John Cena and Crime Time uh, basically vandalizing JBL's big limousine and spray painting it. And one of the things that was spray painted on it was C2C, which was uh, Crime Time C Nation for the brief time that they were teamed together. So it's yeah. highly plausible. I mean- well, and you got to think, he's not one to be like, oh, look at me, you know? Exactly. You know, and you, you hear that a lot about the wrestling business and different guys, especially the big ones, you know, like, um, you know, I'm reading books, like I've read books on different wrestlers of the past and how some wrestlers on TV were this way and all this, but then it's like, and you would think they hated each other, but, you know, when things got tough, here, to do this, you know? Um, yeah. And so, um, for everybody to come together and especially you think of like a lot of these wrestlers in these times, like, like, look at like Rusev, mm-hmm. you know I mean? He doesn't have any paychecks coming in right now, you know, but in the time he's like, you know what? I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna do my part and donate, you know? Um, obviously John Cena, I mean, come on, the man can wipe his butt with a hundred dollar bills. Um, <laughs> probably. You know, as long as you sign the non-disclosure agreement. Um, but, you know, and, and that's the thing. Like, in times like this, it's just good to see how the wrestling community is like, you know what, we're gonna we're not going to let one of our own, you know, become, fall, on, fall on hard times. And so... Yeah, you, you hear a lot of talk about uh, wrestling being a brotherhood and a family. And th- one of the truest representations of that came from what we've seen with shad uh and then unfortunately not long after we find out about shad gaspard we find out about the passing of a a very young japanese sensation hana kimura who was featured on a netflix reality show called terrace house and apparently there was some conflict between hana and one of the other castmates about her wrestling year and how it had been unfortunately ruined in the wash. Well, that scene drew apparently social media had attacked her and and really done some pretty awful things as far as what they said to her. And unfortunately she ended up from reports right now, we're, we're seeing that she quite possibly took her own life, which is just absolutely horrible. Um, you know, it's it's interesting to see the reaction from both both sides of the mainstream coin, but also all of the performers on Facebook, Twitter, and every place in between, because there's been a lot of focus to 
a lot of those things. And, and right now the focal point is, you know, hey, quite frankly, don't be a dick. <laughs> you know, don't, well, I mean, and don't that's be a the douche thing. to like, each other. I mean, we talk about how social media can be the greatest marketing tool out there mm-hmm. for anybody. You know, if for whatever you're trying to do, social media can be the best social, you know, tool or as you as you open as you open your life up to other people and you open that door of, all right, well, I'm going to let total strangers look at me and look at my pictures and look at this and comment. Then you have the keyboard warriors, the one at home, the ones whose live isn't any better, but it's easier for them to point a finger at somebody else than looking themselves in the mirror. And, right. you know, they say, cause you know, we see it all the time. People feel like they can say what they want on social media without little or no recourse. And unfortunately it costs a young wrestler her life because yeah. of that, because in the short time she was on social media, she just couldn't take it, you know? And unfortunately you also see that there's a lot of people that get on social media because it's the cool thing to do and aren't ready mentally and i'm not saying she wasn't i'm just saying some people just they're not mentally ready to be the bombardment of the world does that make sense yeah i mean it's it's a you know, social media is already kind of an odd place for anyone that that's not above the age of 18 um because there's just so much ridiculous behavior out there but to then be a a celebrity and have the light shine on your every single move, not just as a wrestler, but then for uh, for Kimura as a re- reality star, it's I mean, it's even worse. Yeah, I mean, you look at the people, you look at these people, you know, you get you pick up any magazine and you see, oh look, there's such and such movie star coming out of this local supermarket. Oh wow, she looks like she's this or that. Well, I mean, she went to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. You know, how many normal people get all dolled up to go to the grocery store? Right. You know, there's probably 2,000 people we that go through Walmart a day that shouldn't probably come out in whatever they're wearing, but they do. You know? <laughs> right. But it's just, um, you know, and I was just thinking about it. Like, in 40 years from now, the Urban Dictionary is going to define social media as a giant waste of time. Yeah. You know, it's just when you when you delve down to it, it's like, you know, it's like you scroll through everything and it's good to reach out to those people that you can't see every day. Mm-hmm. You know, those family members and those kind of things. But then as you open it up to more and more, you know, I mean, I've seen some of the, the WWE wrestlers, you know, the main roster wrestlers and famous like Ric Flair and those guys, they post something and it's a, people just go off. Yeah, you're horrible. Why she did it? It's like, you know, it's he was just posting a picture of his robe. You know, like <laughs> right, right, right. And that's it. And it's spread so far past that. And now everyone is, you know, quote unquote, chiming in with their two cents. They've got, oh well, you shouldn't do this. You should do that. You should say, like, who are you people? Like, really, you're you're gonna tell these guys what to do? You haven't taken a bump in your life outside of the car accident you had because you can't drive worth the damn. 
but you're going to tell these guys stop doing super kicks or like with Rusev, you brought him up. He's a great point because people hate Lana so much and I get it. Her character is annoying, but if you're dumb enough to think that CJ Perry and Lana are the same person, then, you know, you probably shouldn't be watching. But these are also the same kind of people that probably felt like 24 was a true story. And Jack Bauer was really going to kill Trump. You know what I mean? Like, guys, this we live in a crazy world as it is. Maybe not be so much of a douche. Well, and that's the problem with social media. That's one of the biggest problems with social media because it blurs the line between yeah. reality for some people. and it And it blurs the line of how close do I really know this person? Yep. It certainly you does. Know, because these famous people let you into their everyday life. And so people think, oh, wow, we have this connection. We're special. We're friends. You know, mm-hmm. and it just and it just it's just a different mindset. You know what I mean? Like um, like somebody said, like, just be good to each other, you know, and in this time when so many people are relying on the internet and social media and everything to get the word out and to be connecting with people. You know, unfortunately you're going to have more people take this time to be like, ha ha ha, you know? Yeah. I mean, we just, we live in a world right now where it's so important to remember that not, we're not alone and everything we do and says, say, do and say yeah as a consequence you know there's it's a consequence i can't i well, it's hard to make words go okay the english language is a mystery to me <clears throat> just ask the folks in china as to most people <laughs> that's that's actually really true but hey um i want to transition us from kind of the downer but it was the big news of the week outside of double or nothing we'll talk about double or nothing a little bit later tonight we have two very exciting guests that's going to join us here. We're going to bring on the first one here right now. I'm excited to bring this guy on. I've seen a lot of stuff from him and from Mad Max Morrison, actually, uh, talking about Indy Supercard. And Joseph Edwards is going to join us here in just a moment. We're ringing him up now. All right. Uh, well, maybe maybe not. <laughs> He's like, Wrong. Um, I'm hanging up. No, I'm tired of listening to you all. <laughs> Let's see here. So anyway, we're gonna keep keep trying to get Mr. Uh, there he is. He is joining. Hey, us. He's hooked up. We've got Mr. Joseph Edwards from <coughs> Indy Supercar. Joseph, welcome to Corner to Corner. Hey, what's going on? How are Thanks you? Thanks for sir? having me. Of course. Uh, man, it's been a it's been a great weekend. We uh, me and a uh, good friend of mine, Ref JD Cormier. Um, did some some flagging for an awesome motocross event, so I'm a little I'm a little sunburnt. But other than that, doing well. How you guys doing? Uh, you know we're doing what? Great, we're doing great. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good myself. Uh, I got to I got to trim some some branches. I got to stand outside in the sun on Saturday and actually feel like a regular a regular day, like normal stuff, instead of having to worry about Ooh. wearing a mask. Oh, that's hey, nice I'm and fun. Cars, I'm watching cars go around in circles, so I'm good. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. I, I, uh, is it all left turns, or are we at Watkins Glen this week? <laughs> They're at Charlotte. Oh, all right, cool, excellent. High bank left turns. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, first off, I keep meaning to ask you this, and I should have just messaged it to you. Do you go by Joe or Joseph or Joey? 
Uh, usually, usually Joe, but when people sound, it makes me feel fancy when people say Joseph, so I don't stop them. Ah, okay, Sir Joseph. <laughs> oh, whoa! I get a sir now. All right, sir cool. Joseph. I'm wearing my suit of armor. Somebody call the queen. He's been knighted. <laughs> Protector of the realm, uh, Sir Joseph. <clears throat> uh, so hey, let's let's talk to you about Indie Supercard. You know, yeah, I know. I finally I made it weird. I had to keep it pushing. So, <laughs> how did you come up with Indie Supercard? Where did that even come come from for you? Um, to be completely honest, we started a really awesome relationship with uh, with that banner guy who did a lot of flyers and promotional materials for uh, the last few shows we ran. Mm-hmm. And he just sent me a message that said, hey, you guys ever thought about doing trading cards? And... I was never really into, like, collecting basketball cards. I did have some of the old, like, uh, Fleer Ultra X-Men cards back in the early 90s. Those were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did play, like, Magic the Gathering. I played Pokemon. Um, I had a lot of friends who played Yu-Gi-Oh! I never dipped my toe in that pool um, just because I felt like it was a ripoff of the other two. Um, but um, it, it kind of stemmed from the fact that, like, everybody in the wrestling business is an individual. They have their own move sets. They have their own style. So I don't really see a difference except for that you can actually go and meet the people on these cards. You can't go and meet like Charizard or a, a you know a giant wizard or something. Well, you, awesome. you can meet them. They're just not real. Yeah, I guess. That's <laughs> a pretty convincing suit. Them. The cosplay. <laughs> there are people that say they've seen them, so <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, it was honestly and it turns it turns into something that everybody can benefit from you know what i mean we're we're making sure that all the wrestlers get uh, you know a stack of their cards to actually sell at their merch tables and pass along we don't ever advertise or sell cards individually Mm -hmm. so the only place that you can guarantee you're going to get one is if you get in touch with that wrestler so that's 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 really the 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 way that we want to portray it the most is like this isn't about us it's about you guys you guys are wrestling you know it's we want to bring you guys home with the fans at the end of the night in something more than just like an eight by 10 or a, you know, a poster or a signature on a ticket. You know, this is something you can actually pull out at the dinner table, lunch at school, recess, whatever, and actually play a game with. So you, you put together an awesome partnership between fan and performer but how did you how did you research what what kind of steps did you take to prepare the actual gameplay? Um, in all honesty, it started. We had the first twenty cards or so done within about six hours of the idea starting. So we were play testing within within twenty four hours of coming up with the idea, and we have probably thirty play testers now who have put. I would say close to a thousand games in. Oh wow! And it, it's we just kind of sat down and thought of some cool stuff that would work and make it sound wrestlingy. <laughs> <laughs> so you have an awesome collection on your roster already, and you were kind enough to give us kind of a sneak peek at some of the some of the inner workings of what you do. Did you go to just different shows and start asking the guys that you met? Because I know that you're promoting as well, correct? Oh, yes. Yeah, we, uh, me and my partners also run Ace Wrestling out of mm-hmm. Rayford, North Carolina. Okay. Um, and we also do work for 
you know, countless other promotions. I'm one of those people where if I have something cool, I'm going to bring it everywhere I go. So we started doing a lot of work with video and production stuff that, that the wrestlers can't do because they're busy wrestling and the promoters can't necessarily either afford to do, or they don't have the time to do. So we kind of try to step into those, those areas and kind of fill those slots. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got to meet a lot of really cool people doing that. We actually ended up, uh, we ended up kind of almost backstage-ish at uh, WrestleCade this past year. Um, it's just led us to so many cool opportunities. So it's really just been a lot of saying hi to people more than anything. Well, and that's what—that's the coolest part about professional wrestling is it's ultimately a question of networking. How well do you make? <laughs> how well do you make friends? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was always taught to uh, always build people up and never tear them down. So if you do see something that you don't like concerning mm-hmm. somebody, help them make it better. That's that's always what I've said. Yeah, I mean, I kind of learned that philosophy. Like, don't say something unless you have an option or a suggestion and are willing to help, you know? Yeah, otherwise well, you're not. Otherwise, it doesn't do anything. All, you, all you're doing is talking. And I, I, I don't know. I like to so do cool many... stuff with people. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. Um, no, 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 no. How, how many wrestlers do you have currently in the game? Um, wrestlers alone, actually. Let me see if I can pull up an exact number for you real quick. Um, wrestlers, we are currently sitting at 122, it looks like. Sweet. That's and then with all the uh, managers and um, the uh, the managers, the refs, all that good stuff, we're hitting 165 right now. I didn't do it, I promise. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Sometimes the wonders of live Dan radio. Will get kicked out of the Starbucks, he's trying to bum the Wi Fi on. And... <laughs> so I'm, I'm getting a cat and maneuvering him out of the room, and I have a shelf of ridiculous amounts of collectibles it's all my hasbros and mattels all the all the retro ones i'm a big hasbro fanatic and they all oh, went yeah. tumbling down in an avalanche of plastic <sighs> yep take a bump <laughs> oh they all did right right on my foot <laughs> right on my foot some of them flat backed it though some of, them, some of them may not recover that's not good oh well oh no <laughs> <laughs> but with so, all the wrestlers and all the people on, in, in the game, like, how has been, like, are you finding more and more promotions are like, hey, I heard you're doing this. Hook us up. Oh, yeah, honestly. And we offer this deal to pretty much any promotion is get a list of your talent together. See if they want to be involved. If they give the go ahead, we do like a, it's like a, a package set. Um, we just did the one uh, for Boot and Heel which has 20 awesome cards in it. We're actually throwing an extra card in it because we like, we like them so much. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's actually, that's, that's really it. We want to, we want to bring in promotions because the more places that can benefit from this, the better it's about everybody having a little bit more money and everybody having something fun to hang out with and, you know, do with wrestling after the show's over. Yeah. And it's a way to keep the crowd interested because as you said, if you have a card of this wrestler, then it makes you connected to that wrestler and you're going to want to see that wrestler again. And you're going to want to see that promotion again, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and 
it it also turns into we have uh we have like um one special booster pack which we use it to that's essentially our promotion tool whenever we people buy those it's 10 random cards from whatever we have in the house you know what i mean anything that, that we might have had like an extra one or two of and it's just it goes out to the furthest reaches that this game is hitting right now so that say somebody in you know what I mean? Somebody in, in the middle of Canada opens up a, a booster pack and goes, ooh, I don't know who Max Morrison is. Let me hit the YouTube button and see what comes up. Yeah. Well, and that's the coolest Oh, I part. know who he is. Yeah, oh, yeah. We, we know Max very well. <laughs> well, well, yeah, of course. Maybe not that well, but pretty well. <laughs> he, would, he would probably want to tell <laughs> us otherwise. Um, with, with, with your game, with the way you put this together, the gearing of it towards partnership of fan and and performer and really making sure that they could identify how did you go about the the imagery that you have on the cards was this something where you went to each each wrestler and said hey do you have an eight by ten that you want us to use do you want to you want us to scour how did you do that oh man that's really cool that you just gave me like a really easy way to put over a lot of people that have really helped us out um but what i usually do is i ask the wrestlers to send us your favorite shots from, you know, either if you have a, an 8x10 shot, if you have something that you're using as a live action shot that you really enjoy, um, basically just make sure you're, you know, make sure you're not going to get me in trouble by using the image. And that's, that's all I ask. And if, if you see something that is uncredited, you know, where somebody might have chopped the watermark off and I didn't see that it was done by a specific photographer, just get in touch with me. We, we The last thing we want to do is leave somebody out that can benefit from this. Um, but we were able to partner with um, Robert Holt from Fisticuffs Photography and um, Carrie Craven from KC Creations, who do a lot of photography for um, wrestling everywhere. Um, so they say, did Holt a lot of coast. really awesome shots to us. Oh, yeah, he, and he, he does amazing work, too. And uh, you're going to see also on a lot of these cards, pay attention to the ones that say photo by Carrie Craven on the bottom. Um, she is amazing up and coming, taking some really awesome shots, knows exactly where to be and exactly when to hit that button. Uh, she nails it. So those two folks have been unbelievably kind to us. Um, I, I literally got a message that said, make sure I have one of every card and we're good. <laughs> I mean, that um, seems like the ultimate way of saying, Hey, you know, I want to help you, but hook me up with a collection. <laughs> Cause I mean, what a cool absolutely. way, what a cool way to have a, something new. I mean, we talk about our our favorite games here all the time, and two of the ones that we played tremendously through, like, the Attitude Era and after was WCW Nitro and Raw Deal. Those were, uh, by Comic Images and Wizards of the Coast, great ways to connect with the mainstream, but it always left you wanting something more. And what better way to connect than to provide something similar in, in the way of indie wrestling, which is amazing. And it's really funny, I actually, I just found out about Raw Deal, not but maybe six hours ago on a Reddit post. Apparently somebody had digitized all the cards and something, and stuff, oh, and yeah. made like a, made like a little a little playable version of it online, and I was like, oh man, that's really cool. Alright, that says that I'm at least working in the right vein here. Wait, what, there's a playable version of Raw Deal online? Oh. Yeah, I, I'll see if I can find the uh, the post I saw on Reddit, I'll link it to you later on. That's cool. Uh, it, was, it was really cool. So and that was that was what came to mind when when I first started seeing your information and I started seeing Supercard out there, because I mean Rob and Brian's not here with us this evening, but Rob would tell you we we play 
every wrestling game we get our hands on. Uh, Champions of the Galaxy by Phil Singer Games. Uh, Rampage Wrestling by uh, Hafner Games, which came out in the 90s. Um, there's tons of different uh, hero clicks now. There's, of course, the video games. So when, oh, yeah. I, when I look at the different layout that you have, did you have anything that kind of stood out to you as we want our cards to look like we want to, we want like Pokemon fans to be kind of draw a parallel or we want, you know, did you have any kind of concept in mind at first? There was definitely a, a I wanted to have a strong callback to like the, your Magic the Gathering and Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, things like that. And I wanted to make sure that everything was uniform because I, I, I remember that being one of the things that I really enjoyed about the cards when I was a kid that I played with is that. You could tell that they all fit in the same set. The only real defining ma- factor was either the series mark or or the fact that it'll say like you know sixth edition or whatever on the bottom of it. And I really liked the fact that it was it was universally playable across all sets, which is something I wanted to really make sure that we maintained. And it certainly seems like it's maintained playability for each set that you have. I mean, I'm looking at kind of your checklist which by the way is laid out really well your boot and heel boot and heel series the ace series oh, i see you got casey dillon on here which is great um oh yeah she is awesome she's actually in, in the, from our neck of the woods um damian wayne another great pickup logan creed who's really come into his own the past few years of course oh white, yeah white mike and timmy luretton i mean how can you not have the gymnastics yes <laughs> Yeah, they are they are two of my favorite human beings on the earth, for sure. Um, They're hilarious. I don't know how they do what they do and not bust up everybody in the ring while they're doing their thing. Like we watched them, we've watched them multiple times where they were just doing what they do, and and people, of course, in the audience, they were laughing their heads off. But it was not just that; it was the people in. <laughs> Basically, it was the people in the ring trying not to laugh their heads off, and I don't know how they end up holding it together. You know, and I'll be honest with you, I really feel like that is definitely a huge part of their allure is the fact that even if you are in the backstage area of a wrestling show that they're at, no matter what, it's always a good time. They, right. they're, they're just generally fun-loving and positive people that I've never, never heard a crossword. Let's put it that way. Well, and I will say that there, there's some of those. As long as you've been in the wrestling business and you meet the different wrestlers, you know that there's some that are great at knowing people, but then there's some that just take it to a whole other level of. Wait a minute, they make you feel like we just left, and you haven't, you know, could have never seen them before in your life, you know. But they're yeah. like, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, and they just make you feel like, "All right," you know, and um, and so, one thing I want to put out i think it'd be cool is if once this whole crisis is over and we get the triple threat together again um because we we did this with tom filsinger as we played his game actually on the air with him Ooh. on and it'd be cool to get you on and then as the three of us are playing your game or the two of us are two of us are playing the game and you kind of coach us through it oh that'd be awesome I would love to. I'll, honestly, I'll definitely bring Tyler in for that one. Uh, he did all of our rule set and things like that. So there might be a place or two where I might lose it. But I know he's always got that stuff on lock. I've been sitting with my face buried in a computer screen for the last three weeks while he makes magic. So <laughs> I will give him all the credit in the world there. 
Well, and, and it takes it takes a lot of a lot of time to get yourself even ready to print even a test set. How much time did it take you just to get the test set done? Um, we honestly we because we started this when the the whole coronavirus thing immediately when that hit uh, it was around June or I'm sorry not June March geez um, March maybe fifth or sixth that we actually had the idea to do this oh, wow. and then I mean we started taking pre-orders not expecting that coronavirus was going to do this to the world so we actually got a, a bunch of test decks printed out fairly quickly we had the first 20 cards like I said done in about six hours and over the course of the next two weeks after that we had maybe five or six edits then we got the test decks printed out. I will say there is there are a couple things on the on the test decks that are that have changed, but um, we got those sent out to everyone that pre-ordered. I want to say maybe three weeks ago. So we went from idea to print in about maybe six weeks, seven weeks. Wow, that's almost unheard of, that's, especially that's for a huge a card turnaround. Game. Yeah, um, I, I will say that is one hundred percent because of the people that I have working behind me. Um, they literally would sit and play this game for five or six hours a night just to make sure that there was nothing that was going to come up that would put us in a position that something felt broken. Mm. We did have one. We had one thing that we ended up changing on every card, um, but that only that didn't affect any of the actual printing. So it was it was we dodged a bullet. But other than that, it has been unbelievably smooth. I think we have maybe seven or eight people that are working on this on a constant basis. So it's all because of them that we've had this kind of turnaround. Have any game companies reached out to you in an attempt to either support and offer something or to shut you down? Um, no, honestly. We have, we've have we been kind of playing this more to the wrestling crowd first rather than the, gra- the gaming crowd mm-hmm. right now because my real... My real goal right now is to get these boxes of cards to these wrestlers so they can start selling them and start making up a little bit of the lost money from the bookings that haven't been happening. Right. So right now, that That's is awesome. my A number one focus. The rest of this stuff can wait until we're allowed to be people again. Right. So, well, and, and I think the, the thing that keeps hitting me is the awesome thing about the game is, like, the way to build the decks. Like, most games you go and you buy, you get a deck. You know, like, all right, here are my players. You know, but this actually instills like, you know what, the coolness of, hey, you know what, the gymnasties are my, one, a tag team from here, but then you can grab a tag team from here and, you know, and it's just, it, that's the coolest part. It's not a, so, so we call brand loyal game, you know what I mean? And it puts the focus on the talent and it's really cool. Thanks, man. Honestly, I, 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 I like that one day I hope that a promoter can reach in their back pocket and hand their announcer a stack of cards. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, here's, to give out here's the fans everyone that's on the side. show. Yep. No, no, no. That'll have oh. everyone's information on it for the shows. I got <laughs> you. Have... That's ingenious. Yep, hmm. it's got height, My wheels are thinking. where you're from. I, I can think of a couple of announcers that would love to see this. <laughs> And it's quick, it's easy, you can put it in your pocket, no sweat, no nothing. Right. And it's, it's, that, that was honestly something that I thought of early on that I was like, oh man, I really can't wait to do that when we're allowed to run wrestling shows again. That's going to make people feel so weird, but it's going to be so convenient. 
So and I could I could see your heel wrestler come out with his card, and the announcer gets something wrong, and the heel just hands, <laughs> oh, that'd be hands great. the announcer the card, going, "Get it right." Or have oh, that's somebody that, have somebody that feels like their hit points are way too low on the card. What do you oh, mean? Yeah. I've only got fifty three. Are you kidding me? You know that'd be great. <laughs> you see I Mad will Max say, is like this is going to be worth a lot of points. Bam. <laughs> that I will say. This is a huge, huge testament to the wrestling community. No one has given me a single complaint. Everybody has completely understood exactly where we're at. Because what I try to do is if if somebody comes in with a little bit of a low HP, those moves better be banging. <laughs> right. Because I don't ever want somebody to feel like, well, you made my card unplayable. Why would you do that? Everything's well, got to have a use. How do you how do you balance that? Because I'm sure I mean with the boys that you know that you book all the time and all of that and you work with, I'm sure they're like, really, you better make sure that X, Y, and Z is done. <laughs> no, I, honestly, everybody has been so unbelievably cool. It's you know what I mean. They're, everybody's got a purpose. I mean, we even have a jobber card in there right now, um, which I have to shout out our. Uh, one of our ring crew, Sonny, is the actual picture on the jobber card. So shout out to him for taking the punch on that one. Uh, but it's actually a really good card. It lets you switch out for another wrestler down the line. It only has like 15 HP, so he can get stomped immediately. But you can still win matches with it. It's got, you know, it's got different abilities that will allow you to cancel pins or cancel special moves, things like that. So that 15 HP could last you if you play it right. Well, and then the other thing that I'm seeing here is also some of the some of the gimmicks as far as tables, ladders, chairs, clear the front row. I mean, I'm looking at how this is laid out, and when you're going through and changing up a match type, you actually could do this in the middle of the match, right? You're you're putting this out there, say halfway through, you could throw chairs in the mix and completely mix it up. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Basically, what you do is on the beginning of your turn. You uh, you start by drawing your cards, discarding your cards, whatever you got to do. That's I know it's more defined clearly in the rules. Right. There's a few different ways that you can go about it. But um, then you have the ability to play a card. You can play a backstage card, which will be your announcers, your commentators, your sponsors, which I, I thought it was really cool. I like throwing sponsors onto cards just because it, it, it's something special for them. Um, so, oh, yeah, we'll get one made. Way to, it's a good way to get somebody to pay for the deck. Yeah, there you go, right? <laughs> I didn't even you think know. about that. We got one coming for you. Don't worry. We got we got one coming for the podcast. Hey, let's um, hear it for that. We are not above shameless plugs, sir. We oh no, I, I, that's that's the best part of this. I get to shamelessly plug everybody who's awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, in terms of how you play the weapons, you can throw those down instead of playing a manager or a uh, backstage card or one of the other card types. You could throw down a weapon, and for that turn, you get the bonus on the bottom of that weapon. So there are a few that do different things. The tables actually stick around, but um, for the most part, they are all single use. So I'm looking at the the table layout, <clears throat> and I'm I'm looking through it. And again, folks, if you're just joining us, we're talking with uh, Joe Joe Edwards <laughs> from uh, Super <laughs> Indie Supercard, and we're looking over and talking about Indie Supercard and how it came to be, some of the some of the nuances. Um, and I'm kind of looking at the table layout. I'm in the rules right now, and I'm looking at the table layout. It really reminds me of how, just like you described, it does have some similarity to Magic and how it's laid out. Oh yeah, there's, there's, it's, 
I kind of operated under the, the guise of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. You'll notice that there are a lot of trends between all of your major trading card games in terms of, you know, ability canceling, mm-hmm. using instance. Um, it, it just there's certain things that you really don't have a trading card game unless you can do certain things. And, of course, damage stacking, um, you know what I mean, it, recovery, things like that. you got to have them included somehow. Secret ability. Yeah. <laughs> and what we're going to do now is we're actually going to bring in one of the spotlighted performers with your game, and that's going to be Mad Max Morris. And he's going to hang out with us as well um, to kind of talk about just his experience with the game, how you guys got connected up. And we're going to just kind of go from there. Uh, again, Joe, I definitely appreciate all of your time. And, of course, anytime you want to plug anything else, you let us know, and we'll be happy to throw those plugs out there. We're, we're really good at that. Hey, thanks. I really appreciate it. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, I mean, what can we do, right? We're we're in the middle of this crazy worldwide pandemic, which has just crapped out, like, everything we enjoy. We can't go see wrestling shows. We have to watch empty arena shows, which I, I'm just not a big fan of. Uh, and then, of course, we try to connect with our favorites, and they're all doing the same thing we're doing. <laughs> they're all sitting oh, around, yeah. you know, growing their hair out, growing their beards out. You know, it's it's a crazy, crazy time. Looks like I'm trying to get uh, Max added here. It's going to take just a second. Oh, yeah, no sweat. Let's try this one more time. The wonders of live audio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you never know how it goes. Well, we prefer to do it live rather than just a tape and all that stuff. It's more fun. <sighs> Absolutely. You never know how it's going to go. Exactly. <laughs> And there he is. We're joined by the mad one himself, the headbanging handbanger himself. I, I always try to make something else up for Max because, you know, I feel like the mad one just sounds a little weird. Max Morrison <laughs> is joining us here on Corner to Corner. How you doing, Max? Good to see you. Jeez, what's going on, guys? It feels like I ain't seen you in, God, I don't know. How, how many empty beers do I have sitting in front of me? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> God. We haven't seen you since uh, mid-October at Dinwiddie. Um, first and foremost, before we, we kind of talk to you about how you came about with the game, how have you been, man? Dude, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster, man, because it's been a while. Because I've, um, I've had some up and downs, at least recently. Yeah. Um, well, you said what, October? Mid-October, I think. Yeah. Well, um, I, know, I know as far as like wrestling goes i'm still the eclipse legacy champion from altoona pennsylvania and i've had that i'll have that a year in july um what else i do uh my movie comes out next month july hollywood max uh, morrison i uh i spent a weekend at wwe in the middle of like at the beginning of march and that was fun we saw you at the raw before mania uh, in DC, you were you were making a beeline. By the way, the sharpest dressed I've ever seen you, dude. All black, everything. If you didn't notice, man, that tie was paisley. <laughs> Are was, you kidding? Was, it was a blur as you ran past to get to the locker room. <laughs> what it was, dog. I I had I had to dress to impress, man. I was trying to get a job, son. Hey, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. So we've got, of course, got you in with um, with Joe Edwards, creator of Indie Supercard. He's been telling us a lot about the the way this game came about. If you could, you know, Joe and Max, how did you guys 
hook up. How did you guys first meet and get together on working on this project? Oh man, that was honestly that was that it was just a hello message. I think I think that was really what it was. Yeah, I think I could tell this story pretty well. Yeah, please uh, do. Yeah, so I woke up one morning, like hungover before I had to go to work, <laughs> and um, I saw a message from. Uh, I actually have his card in my hand. I have to find it, but this one jabroni, uh, Cade Seidel. And, um, he was like, yo, if anybody wants to be in this card game, give me a holler. So of course, you know me, I'm never going to pass up an opportunity. And, um, I gave this jabroni a holler to see what it was all about. And then he told me what's up. And then I gave Joe a call and was like, Hey, so tell me more. And I'd love to be involved because this sounds like an incredible opportunity. You know, what's really funny about that. I have two, two comments to make. Um, he is currently he is currently standing behind me and he said very loudly it's Seidel (laughs) (laughs) and he also said if you keep saying jabroni you're gonna have to come fight him soon well I'll fight him any day of the week under any circumstance because I ain't ain't scared of a guy in a mask he uh he didn't say any of that stuff but um I I might just want to see that match real bad Oh, I'm down. I'm down. I'm, I, I, as far as his name goes, tomato, tomato, whatever. It's exactly. And at this point, at this point, Max has got a lot of bent up wrestling that needs to come out. So, oh, uh, I can't wait. That gets. <laughs> I can't wait to help you get get an outlet for that, man. I can't. I cannot wait to help out with that, dude. Luckily for me, I've been hanging out in Riot City for the last like two, three weeks, and we've we've got back to wrestling, and we're filming matches for YouTube. I just did one for uh, Grimm's Toy Show. Oh, awesome! And um, hopefully that should be showing soon. Then I did one for ACW, and that one's going to be super enjoyable because we uh, we picked up on that whole cinematic match deal. Yeah. Oh, uh, dude, that one. I saw. I saw it. It's not. It's not done yet, but I've seen like preview it, it's fun dude like people are really gonna enjoy that so you know that's actually a great thing that you bring up what do you guys think about the cinematic wrestling and how it's had an impact on the industry now hmm. i know i enjoy it i i think it's fun well you guys know me i'm an entertainment guy i'm yeah. whatever whatever you know whatever's gonna go out there and like give something people give people something to latch on to and kind of drive their focus on i'm all for all day because i know like for say when they did like that uh what was it that boneyard match at wrestlemania this year mm-hmm. i thought it was incredible because it took it took taker because we all know that you know he's getting towards the end of his career he's up in his twilight and rather than expose him they 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 shined him up and polished him up really good and gave him a really good form to actually get the character over because they were able to actually like tap into the story of the undertaker and play into all the supernatural forces and things of that nature and run through everything in a believable fashion because it was like running a movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And he's like one of those characters where you can do that with, and it pays off because he is practically like a movie character. So stuff like that, it, it's been a lot of fun. Like it's, it's really changed the game. It's given like everybody like this newfound creativity to like, be able to still pump out content and keep this outlet going while everything's like the actual shows are shut down. So, I mean, it's, 
it's 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 opening new doors to things we ain't seen before or actually we've seen it like what was that piper and gold dust was that wrestlemania 12 13 mm-hmm. yeah that backlot brawl stuff like that right now we're doing it on a bigger scale and people are paying more attention to it the only the only care away that i had for the money in the bank was i wish they did more damage to the building yeah you know that they're you know they're moving you know and it's like come on that was a fun match to watch too like i i yeah that was just way too fun i wanted to see somebody go through this desk that to me was like the it was it was campy enough to be like the naked gun of professional wrestling matches yes but Dude, seriously, if we had like a uh, like an actual naked gun, oh here, by the way, here's that jabroni right here. Aha, uh-huh, very nice. And um, yeah, jabroni. Anyway, <laughs> you can go ahead and start counter because we're gonna. I'm gonna be saying that a lot every time his name comes up because I want him to call me out. It's a great word. I'm not gonna lie. He wants me to call him out. It's gonna be the Max Morrison drinking game. Every time he says jabroni, take a shot. Well, at least a sip of beer, dude. Otherwise, you're going to fall down too quick. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's getting serious in here. We're trying to keep this. We're trying to keep this show rolling, Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) We're just getting started. Right? Yeah. So, Max, you got hooked up with with Indie Supercard. You got an opportunity to market yourself in a completely new revenue way. How does that impact you as far as merch sales? Because I know you are one of the guys at UCW that's very much on top of your merch game. You got your shirts, you got your 8x10s, and you're in tune with it. So how does this help you? I don't know yet. Like, um, I'm still trying to figure out how I can um, really get this one figured out. Because I know I have like a couple ideas, you know. But I really want to figure out how I want to really um, get it rolling. Because I... Like one of the things I've started doing in the last couple of weeks is I completely revamped my website, by the way, www.madmaxmorrison.com, double D double X. Um, Who didn't see that coming? <laughs> we'll be linking that on the site. Don't you worry, sir. <laughs> Not a problem. Appreciate you. Love you. You're sweet. Um, so, yeah, I've been told that by many a man. I bet. Whoa, whoa! <laughs> they love they love you at the bear bars. Oh, jeez. See, here we go. So what? So what I've done is I I revamped my website. I got it up, and then I figured out I built a brand new like merch store, and then I tapped into some new stuff. So right now I've got COVID masks. I've got like the full like the whatever the the little cloth that goes from like your nose to your neck. I got a bunch of those. I got some new hoodies. I got some drawstring tote bags. I'm toying around with some ideas. So I'm just kind of playing with some stuff. I've got some new marketing material coming. But as far as these cards, I still do it really cool. Because I, I, ever since I was a little kid, man, I was a trading card collector growing up. I used to play games like this, like growing up, man. They, I think I was like, I don't know, probably like 13, 14 years old, and I stumbled across a game like this because this was like right before Pokemon got big. There was actually a turn-based card game of Mortal Kombat. What? And what? Yeah. I didn't yeah. know and this. I had, wow. Yeah, so me, I got turned on to these. I found them at one of the drugstores and just started buying a ton of them. And every time I went around town and I loaded 
up. I bought like two, three starter decks, so I made sure I had all the cards I could. And I, every time I go, I go anywhere that I found them. I picked up like a dozen packs, and I load. I had me like a pencil case. You remember those like those crayon boxes, the, yeah. the plastic gimmicks. I had one yeah. of those full of like all the Mortal Kombat cards, and I was teaching all my friends to play, and I got nasty with that. So to have this be a thing at 35 years old with my face on it, mm-hmm. not on just one, but on two. Yeah, he's oh. magic. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like I said, dude, I've been a card collector my entire life because I was a comic kid, played all this stuff, and to actually have a game. I'm going to go ahead and put everybody over for a second, man, because, like, to be involved in something like Indy Supercar, where there are so many names in this deck, so many na- even just the test deck that Joe sent me, just all these names that are involved here, and they're all incredible people. They're all incredible talent. They've all got so many like accolades to their credit. And to be counted amongst them and to find out that I've got as many I've got some accolades too from what people been telling me. I don't know. I don't pay attention. That's what I hear. I hear accolades. He's got yeah, a few. So He's got a few. I, so I'm just like to be counted amongst the mighty that are in this like game in this project i feel mighty honored and privileged to be able to do this sort of thing man because this is like one of those bucket list items you never imagine you do when you sign up for wrestling school you know what i mean man that right there that is exactly why i want to do this is because of every word that you just said if i can make more people feel that way that are wrestlers and then give people at home the sense that they're like closer to you guys like that that's the whole that's my job if i if i ever plan to call myself a real promoter which i you know maybe one day if i work hard enough um <laughs> that's my only job is to make sure that people walk away from our shows with a lasting impression of you and now they've got your moves they know what they're called it's thank you for summing that up so well and making me feel so, so, so great about it <laughs> Thank dude. you. <laughs> nah, don't thank me, dude. I'm, I, I'm thanking you, and I appreciate what you're doing for you know my sport and my industry. I'll say our sport and our industry, but I know just being a performer, being involved in this project, dude. This is like something a lot of us have grown up on and dreamed about is to ha- be able to be a part of something like this because this was card games of this nature were a big deal growing up people my age range and you know especially all the cats even younger than myself i'm a little older you know it is what it is but even the cats are just a bit younger than me because we had the like i said i had the mortal Kombat, we had the magic we had the D, and then there was and then there was the pokemon and all the stuff that came from that so to have something like this with peep with my peers people of my industry and to be counted amongst the mighty is pretty fucking incredible. Thanks, I mean, when, man. when you look at all of the names that are involved with this game, it's it's pretty impressive. Um, we talked a little bit about it earlier. You had the Gymnasties, who were tremendous. Casey Dillon, which, oh, by the way, the images on her card, freaking intimidating. <laughs> Those are great. Yeah. 
I want to see that, man, because Casey's one of my best pals, dude. That's incredible. Casey is awesome. She is great. Um, yeah, and I gotta, I gotta put, I gotta take just a second, and I want to say that a lot of those names that you listed, the only reason that we have those cards of those people is because of Boot and Heel. Um, if you guys are not familiar with Boot and Heel, Max, I know you are definitely familiar with Boot and Heel because you were one of the first people that was mentioned when oh, we wow. just start, started working on the Boot and Heel set. Um, he has gone, David from Boot and Heel has gone so far as way to help build and to help us market this and to go so far as to get an entire set of cards for his group of talent. Uh, I, I just really wanted to say thank you to David and everyone that is part of this because of the Boot and Heel set, um, which you can totally go pre-order it right now. We're shipping them out literally at the end of this week. We will be shipping all of out, out all of the Boot and Heel orders. Um, so go get them at bootandheel.com. By the way, I did, I did find the uh, generic jobber card and, and, uh, Wow, that's a great card. <laughs> Again, yeah, Sonny is the man for totally being down for that. I was like, dude, I literally said, grab your absolute worst gym clothes, go stand in your backyard, and make it as terrible as humanly possible. Um, I love it, the excessive I, rope break. <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. I'll go ahead and um, I, I definitely want to tie on to what you were just saying about the boot and heel, man, because I know I'm at... I met David about a year or so ago at a uh, VCW in Norfolk and he made a mighty impression on me and just his love and passion for his industry and what he can do for people is just incredible. And he's one of those stand up guys that he really believes in. He really believes in our industry and trying to help make it bigger, better, just stronger. Just he's all about cohesion and he really does a great job of, uh, promoting and getting people out there and being able to put them in the best possible light they can. I personally feel proud to be a part of that roster, man. I've got him. I'm, I've got a link to boot and heel on my webpage. Anybody looks, but dude, it's like even David, like I didn't even talk to him about this whole putting me in the card set deal. And it's kind of fun because my finish on the boot and heel card is way different than the, the battle royal card. Cause he, he, he called my finish Unhinge. What's really fun about Unhinge is I have a history with Unhinge because I used to play in a band back in uh, Tidewater, Virginia for two years called Unhinge. Back in 2005 to 2007, signed to a record deal, toured the country for a little bit. I did my research. So, <laughs> that made me feel especially good because I was like, man... Wow. And if I may, uh, Mike Martin, he's no longer with us, had a heart attack a couple years ago, guitar player, really good friend, huge supporter of Mad Max, huge supporter of pro wrestling. Man, this car goes out to him, dude. That's that's just stellar. Oh, man. that's uh, I, I'm so glad that – I wasn't sure if any if you were going to pick up on that because I just kind of – I'm a huge, huge metalhead um for my whole life forever um good man dude the second i was like oh okay all right yeah cool yeah that's definitely got to go on there you know what i mean and i didn't i didn't want it i wasn't gonna do two of the same thing it's it, that's what i want people to know is like if you're part of a set for like we just did a set for a uh, gipw um down in georgia 
Mm-hmm. And um, you know what I mean? There, that does not disqualify you from being another in another set. Last time I checked, you don't only do two moves. We can figure out some <laughs> other ones. Wait, there's well, more than two moves? Well, well, well it's kind of five. Oh no. What was kind of neat is I've got one more hit point on my boot and heel card than I do on my battle royal card, but my finisher, the unhinge, is three points stronger than my headbanger's ball on the battle royal card. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty neat. I mean, it balances itself out quite nicely. There's like perks to having both. So if, uh, yeah, if you're buying the game, which I highly recommend you do, uh, Make sure you get both because Max had Max is diverse, Daddy. Oh yeah, and honestly, <laughs> that's another thing that I wanted to say. Um, in our tournament play, you can have three of every wrestler card in your deck. So even if you grab the boot and heel set, you know what I mean. Support boot and heel, of course. But say you needed an extra Max Morrison, and you see, oh man, he's on the bill for this show. I should probably go see if he has any cards. There you go. Maybe you'll have the Battle Royal Ooh. ones too. I wanted to start selling tickets because, you know, there's going to be some people who are like, man, I can't go sit for five hours and do an entire wrestling show. Oh, but there's going to be like 10 guys I need cards from. All right, we're doing this show. Let's go. Yeah, but if a wrestling show is going five hours, nobody wants to sit through that anyway. That's a long Fair show. That's, that's, <laughs> two, that's, that's two hours too long, man. Well, I also equate, I equate the drive there, drive home. I look at it like when I go to work. I take when I go to work at my shoot job. I, I start work the second I get up in the morning. If I got to get up to an alarm, that's when the clock starts ticking. My man, I love that. <laughs> hey, cheers to you, dude. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm going to take one from Stone Cold. Take a swig for the working man. Hey, how about that? All right. <laughs> so I'm looking through and I'm getting myself familiar because here's the deal. Printing the cards that I see here. Um, let me ask you, customer calls you, says, hey, I want to get a set. They order from the website for, and this is at, I want to make sure I got it right, becometheace.com, and there's actually mm-hmm. a link right there on becometheace.com to place your pre-order. Are you printing this on demand? Do you have a, a, a stock in order or in, in place that you'll just send it to them? Oh, no, actually, what we do uh, what we do is we, get, we, we order each card in bulk, okay. and... A uh, portion of the card is always sent out to the wrestler, no matter what. Okay. Um, that is the biggest deal. So we actually we do have all of the Ace Series One cards. Are unfortunately all of our boxes are stuck in absolute shipping hell. Oh, um, lovely. We've been waiting on them for about two weeks now, and uh, I, yeah, it's been that has not been fun. But the actual cards are sitting. I have a wall of boxes sitting next to me right now that is probably a good three feet high and five feet wide. Um, but that's literally every card that has been printed so far. Uh, we have a bunch that still have to get shipped out to the wrestlers. And then um, I, I'm probably going to put out an email tomorrow just saying, you know, the cards are here. If you don't care that much about the box, just send me an email back and we'll send them to you right now. I'll throw some extra stuff in there because you're nice. You know what I mean? It's It's been fun. <laughs> that's incredible. I know I'm I know I'm excited cuz I, I also pre-ordered the uh, special edition pack. I'm actually really stoked to get my hands on these things so I can teach all my family friends how to play this thing and learn how to do it with me so we can actually get this ball rolling out and never try to get everybody I know good at this. Do you realize that 
you 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 really don't realize what you've done, Joe. Is you and your pals done put something together that we're gonna actually have something doing the locker room waiting waiting to get out the curtain. Right. You know that, right. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. sit. In lo- we're gonna be sitting in the locker room, farting with this thing, playing matches. Be like, oh, I gotta go wrestle. Fuck, I gotta go put these down and take a break. Now I gotta go clock in. Dang right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I, I super hope. I so. can see Mad. I can see Morrison doing like kid kid coming up to him with a card saying, "I'm not autographing it until you have all of them." Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I won't autograph those that card until you have the complete set. Or have, you know, him, like, have him out there with, uh, say, Ethan gets a card, maybe, you know, if he's nice. And uh, Matt, Max could just, you know, tear his card in half and say, we don't, you don't want that card, you want this one, and then hand him, hand him his. Or I could just take Ethan's card, stick it down the backside of my britches in between my butt cheeks and just beat the crap out of Ethan and take his title like I plan on doing whenever UCW gets back in town because I have the go rush uh, advantage and I can and I've already called my shot and I already told him I'm taking his belt from him, and I don't care what he says about it. Damn. Okay. Well, <laughs> and that <laughs> no arguments here. <laughs> this is why I sit behind the desk and I let them make the decisions. <laughs> don't hold back. You might get an ulcer. You know? Why do you think I don't hold back, man? I don't like ulcers. <laughs> That's one of the reasons we love you, Max, because you don't hold back. I'm glad you guys appreciate me more than a lot of other people do, because they just look at me and be like, you crazy. It's like, well, yeah, that's what you're paying me for. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, and that's that's how you stand out from the crowd of other wrestlers <laughs> and get your, it gets yourself over. It's, like, it's not fancy Max Morrison. Right, right. <laughs> right. It's not uh, not not the uh, savant. It is this is the the mad one himself. That's why we call him these names, okay? It's not PC Max Morrison. <laughs> oh, God, sunglasses. Could you, could you imagine oh. that? Karen I, I, Max Morrison. Oh Jesus! I have a um, for PC. I have an acronym for that, but I don't think it's appropriate for this because uh, I've already I've already hit my two F limit, and I'm sorry. So I'm I can't I can't wait I can't cash any more in. Well, that's, that's okay. all right. Stan will forgive you. Well, I mean, I don't have a bleep button for this show. We when we when we're on beyondringside.com, we do. But when we're on the website, we're on the C two C site. We don't we so don't. So on our show, you can hit. say fuck all you want. Oh Jesus. Oh, okay, that's cool. I'm, gonna call I'm your still going to try. <laughs> I mean, like, well, I'm not going to, but thanks for, thanks for the info. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, mean, I, know. I mean, I'm still going to keep it fucking cool and whatnot, but. <laughs> <laughs> now Stan is starting to pull out what little hair he has left. Oh, right, and it ain't much. Tries Come on, Homer, you got three hairs left, man. You got to keep them. <laughs> you... He's yeah, growing that's, out that's the front, so by the time we do another show, he can slick it all back. You know, this so thing, when the wrestlers come up and start messing with him, it all like flails this forward. Thing, you know, so, so this thing was full when we started. You know, that's just a meaning that you have to go get another one. That's how that works. You realize you're my third show today, right? Oh wow! Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> you don't get paid by the hour, do you? Uh, plus, I saw you on with a hey, little doing something. Oh yeah, me and uh, me and Jugs, yeah, we were just having a grand old time because I um, I'm toying around with this idea of doing my own like Facebook live show. It's called Social Disturbancing with Mad Max, and it's <laughs> um, yeah, I just I just like to get on and 
tool around because me wrestling and I don't like necessarily like talking about wrestling all the time. So I just get on there and shoot the breeze and get some things off my chest. And if anybody wants to come out and talk to me, we just talk and BS and have ourselves a good time. Cause apparently dude, we got like, what was it? Like 500 some odd views between me and jugs for an hour and a half show for the first time. Yeah. So, I mean, I had, um, I put out an announcement earlier today. I had Phil Brown and Rudy, Rudy boy Gonzalez from Texas. Oh, Daniel Rudy Bra- boy. Yeah, nice. Rudy Rudy chimed in to see what I had going on. So I was like, all right, my man. Rudy <laughs> is a great dude, man. He is one of those people that you can literally learn everything from if you just sit there and listen to him enough. Rudy's very cool. I, I was fortunate enough to like do a camp with him where he was at in um, a couple years ago at the Monster Factory. And uh, mm-hmm. he, he looked at me and he was like, oh, you're one of Wayne's kids. And I was like, yeah. He goes, that's one of Cue Ball's boys. He goes, yeah. And I go, he goes, okay, I know who you are. I've seen you in your tag team. You're fine. Just keep Q-ball doing what Carmichael. Oh, dude, Uncle Q. I, fuck, I miss Uncle Q, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I drank his ass under the table. So can I tell this story real quick? Sure. Oh, my God. So a couple of years ago, there was a whole bunch of us because every year, for like a couple of years, him and him and Damian Wayne would do this uh, camp in Beulahville, North Carolina, out in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. And <laughs> they would. Yeah. And tons of people would sign up. And I knew a bunch of people, but I didn't know a whole bunch of people. And it was like a three day affair. The first day and Q's cool. He let us like crash at his pad and it was right down it was right down the street from where we were training, where he had his ring. So the first day you lock up, they matched you up, and he was like, All right, I like impressions. I'll do my cue ball press. Like, all right, so you and you we're gonna wrestle for the first day and you're <laughs> gonna go through you're gonna go through everything and you're gonna do it a lot. And then uh we're going to go back to my house. My wife's going to cook us dinner and uh, we'll have fun. And then the next day you're going to fucking work and uh, <laughs> we're going to do a bunch of stuff. And then uh, we're going to party and then uh, promos on Sunday. Good God. That's a spot on cue ball. Oh, Jesus. I love, <laughs> I love me some cue ball, dude. He, um, so we did the first day and I worked, uh, I worked with uh, Humec. He's like this Incan warrior from Chicago. He's incredible. Joe, love that kid. And a big guy, big guy, big guy. It was fun. It's, if I could wrestle him now, I think we'd have a way better match than we did back in. But uh, we did the first day. It was all cool. So we go back to Q's house. He puts a bunch of us up, and we're all ribbing each other. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell this part of the story. But I'll, let's all let's just say that. Um, he, sm- he smelled some of my air that made him stupid. That was kind of fun. <laughs> and then, um, the next day, we do the whole thing, and he's like, all right, time to party. We got all these pizzas. I've got cases of beer and five gallons of white lightning. Any of you pussies can drink me under the table. You'll have my respect. So, of course, Wayne looks at me. I look at uh, Q, and I goes bet oh no <laughs> let's go <laughs> and um dude i drank so much beer me and q went shot for shot on this white lightning like the whole night and i got pictures of us like together and we both look wasted it's fun 
I'll find those and send them to you. But then it's like we all go back to his house that night, and me and a few other people are pulling ribs on each other like all night long. Well, me and Q, we look at each other. It's like, I don't feel too good. I'm going to bed. Well, I ended up, me and this referee from Portsmouth, Dustin Pruitt, still to this day one of the best referees in the business. Me and him stayed up until like 4, 35 o'clock in the morning just having a passionate-ass conversation about some pro wrestling. We got in each other's faces. Somebody thought we were scrapping. And they pulled <laughs> We pulled, he pulled as far as like, nah, dude, we just, all y'all bitches are sleeping. We're talking. And that's when I went to go sleep in my car because I knew as many ribs as I pulled that weekend, nobody was going to get me. <laughs> but I wake up the next morning and I hear, oh, Q woke up and he like yacked all over his own bathroom. And I was like, <laughs> amateur. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the funny thing was that Sunday woke up, went and cut promos. Like, all right, here's cutting promos. Anybody? Anybody? And of course, me, because I'm like the star pupil, because I'm Wayne's kid. He goes, Max, cut your promo. And I'm hungover. I'm hungover as shit. So I get up there and I cut my promo, because I'm like, dude, whatever, get it over with. Set the bar. Let's do it. It's going to be mighty low. So you guys ain't got to jump that high. <laughs> <laughs> so I went in there, cut, and everybody looks at me and goes, even Wayne, my, Damien, my trainer, he looks at me and goes, God damn, kid, you're pretty good hungover. I was like, why do you think I do this shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> You know, one of these days, there's going to be a documentary of my, of Mad Max Morrison, and you're going to have to actually have someone help you to reenact these these stories. Oh, do you uh, do a Dark Side of the Ring style where everything's yes. like all kind of shaded out? and It's all shadowed. <laughs> yeah. All right, let me add that to my bucket list, like, as we're talking, Dark Side of the Ring. Who would play me, though? Like, that's a good question. Who would play me in Dark Side of the Ring? Uh, somebody, whoever it is has to have, like, an epic beard. Probably to mouth it. Probably Tommaso Champ as much I get compared and mistaken for that motherfucker. No, you ready? You ready? I got it. It's going to be somebody we don't even know yet because you're going to have such a long, prosperous career that it's going to be somebody who's still a kid right now. Oh. So we won't even know. We won't even know. Man, I hope my career doesn't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> some some wide-eyed really kid will get this opportunity game. he's been waiting for. <laughs> that's great don't take my cynicism wrong it's all coming from a humble place <laughs> oh no I'm, I'm right there with you I, I totally understand and we'll all have a blurb on there it'll be like this one time on a podcast when he was talking about a game <laughs> Ser- seriously you you three guys have enough stories with me Jesus. <laughs> we have a Jeez. few. <laughs> I'm su- dude, I'm surprised I made it out of Orange County alive. <laughs> I mean, you, you picked the one county in Virginia the that of all the other pig spell. farmers when that one lady slapped you. Because oh, they didn't know what was going on. I almost spat out my beer. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> dude, she, um, yeah, she was like, did you just call me a hot pig? I was like, yeah, I did. 
Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> she like, brought that thing from South Alabama before she slapped you. Like that that hand traveled a good distance. In this dude, thing. she hit me with the Alabama jam, dude. I was like, man, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's all it takes. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but the best part of selling that off was the fact that, every, as I said, no one around knew it was happening. So you had the real look of like, holy shit. From all those other people, like, what just happened? Well, it's like the best part is we're, it's like I had this idea and I, I handed you guys the camera and you followed me. You just happened to blind trust me and was like, well, <laughs> whatever he gets into, he gets into it. We're going to film it. Well, that's that's <laughs> the deal. We got enough you know? people here to keep people back. We, we just want to be there when it happens. You know, if, if we feel that it's going to cause some kind of notoriety, why the hell not? No. And the not best like, part not, was my son was the cameraman. Not like that's like this rocks. <laughs> not not like that stupid NASCAR driver from uh, Dinwiddie. <laughs> oh. Cole Cole liked you. He was he was a fan. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Like seriously, Cole was fun. He was a good sport because I just you guys know I was just walking around. I was going live. I was just spitting game, just BSing around. Because I I had worked in Maryland the night before. I was doing something for Ellsworth, and I came back. Oh, that was the night that uh, Mick Foley came out for the save. He came out and uh, he came out and saved me in my match. And then I rolled out to uh, Dinwiddie, and I just was hung over and talking crap. And I was talking crap about NASCAR because I think NASCAR is stupid, and I stand by it. And I've always felt that way. And I saw the car, and I met the kid, and I said a bunch of stuff, and then. Um, uh, Mr. DeVore was like, oh, so let's set something up. And I was like, you better not. And he goes, you bet I will. <laughs> and that's uh, that's when I had a problem with the NASCAR kid in the ring because I told him don't do it. And he did it anyway. So I had I couldn't have gave I didn't want to give it to him easy. Well, you know what yeah. has to happen next is we got to get you to the track. What track? His racetrack. I want to get him on foot track. Well, you know, one step at a time. Got to got to walk before you can run. No. <laughs> well, well, or you or you could just turn left and keep going straight until you run into a wall and burn and just. Wow. Yeah, I don't necessarily think that people were supposed to be in control of two thousand pound pieces of machinery. That's just my opinion. I, I know quite a few people. A solid amount of them. Yeah, it's a little iffy. <laughs> Driving well, isn't well, always I mean, a strong suit. <laughs> hey, it's not one of my strong suits. I'm not going to lie. It ain't my favorite thing to do. <laughs> not going to lie, dude. When I saw his car close, dude, I probably could have picked that thing up and sneezed. It would have been fine. <laughs> like, it looked like it had no... Dude, this thing didn't even have lights on it. They were decals on the frame. It's like, are you kidding me? You're driving a car without lights or windows? No wonder you all crash or fucking idiots. <laughs> wow! Oh, I told that to his. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> so missed that, Mrs. Lincoln. How was the play? I don't know. Is there a draft in here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm hearing a slight whistle. <laughs> 
<laughs> the cool night air. It's a chill. <laughs> chill or cold steel. <laughs> so, I love the smell of gunpowder in the morning. Or in Ford's Theater. You know, one or the other. There you go. It's a really weird place for us to get stuck. Yeah, like, really. We just <laughs> found ourselves Think. at... Lincoln, okay. Hey, yucking it, <laughs> yucking it up like it's 1865. <laughs> <laughs> like, mayday, mayday! Uh, well. <clears throat> look, it's a rabbit hole and we're going down. <laughs> oh, yeah. That Well, we are infamous for it, so. <laughs> there's tracks and then there's our show. Yeah. yeah. No, well, I mean, somebody's got to cut a new one once in a while, right? Yeah, exactly. See, you got to set a new standard. You just got to go a different direction and see what happens. Yeah. And Stan enjoys the shows I'm not on because he can actually keep a focus. Um, and, you know, when I just come on and I start talking and then we have somebody we're interviewing and it's like, oh, yeah. Then I ask the question. and It's like, wait a minute. Where are we going? There, There's only been a couple times where we asked somebody to name their favorite fish. That's all I'm saying. I mean, striped bass. I'm from the I'm from like New England slash. The Jersey Shore. It's got to be a striped bass. Oh, if you got to, I don't know. I mean, if you needed an answer, got it. (laughs) Damn, you didn't think I was prepared. (laughs) I didn't see that coming. All right, Max, what's your favorite fish? Oh, Max isn't playing our reindeer game. (laughs) Oh, he's muted. You hit the mute button there, Maxie. Oh no! Can you hear me? Yeah, there he is. I can see. Ah, his... there I am. He's alive. <laughs> I was wondering what happened. I thought y'all shut me up, man. I thought I was being censored. <laughs> He's in there cussing. This is, at against, it. this is against my constitutional right. I was about to give y'all a hard time. <laughs> so, Max, your favorite fish, sir? Tuna, because it's delicious. Tuna. Well, there Fair you go, sir. I love, I love me some like the reddest tuna steak, and I love it. As rare as I can get it, dude. Hmm. Well, all right. with that. Dude, I will tell you what. If you guys have not invested in a Ninja Foodie Grill yet, you ought to, because those things bang so hard. We just actually <laughs> got one here. We, we just got one here about a month ago. We haven't used it yet, though. Ah, oh, dude, I use mine every day. I bought mine as a uh, anniversary gift to myself. As, uh, happy anniversary. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's right. And uh well, it's my wife's vegan. She can't eat all the meat and stuff, and I can't really cross contaminate, you know. I mean, which is kinda weird. I have my own feelings about that, but I'm not gonna go X rated. Um <laughs> Jesus. The good thing is I bought her an air fryer and I bought me the grill version and I eat the grill I put all the meats on the grill, we do all the veggies and the potatoes and the air fryer, it all works out. It's dude, this thing's incredible. I'm I've been since this COVID thing's been going on. Because I used to go, you remember Jimmy Flame? You know. Of course. Oh, Mr. Jimmy Flame, one of my best pals ever. Love and hate that son bit. And, um, yeah, every Wednesday we go out to a place out here in Maryland, go get us some wings. Well, ever since you can't do that, I make them at home in the air fryer, and they are incredible. Of course, you're that talking about talk about the former UCW tag team champion Jimmy Flame and then of course you of course the former UCW tag team champion first ever UCW tag team champion you better put some respect on that name oh damn and longest longest reigning and current gold rush 
That's champion. right. That's right. That's, right. yeah. So, do you hear the lack of argument with that list of awesomeness? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not gonna. <laughs> so right, saying, that's a very proud. That's a very proud silence I'm hearing. Oh, it yeah, is no, actually. <laughs> I'm usually the one in the argument that goes, "Yeah." <laughs> and that's that. I believe you just dropped the mic, but like didn't because it's expensive and you respect the people to pay for mics. So, yeah. like. <laughs> I can't drop I can't drop my mic because it's tied to a boom. It just kind of stays still. Oh, you got one of those fancy pants guys? Those uh, those are nice. Dude, this thing's incredible, and I can double fist beers all day and keep running my mouth. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also like, dude. So I did this show earlier with the whole idea of like having fancy pants photography because I, dude, I, I've got like a camera up here and i got the fancy mic i got the green the black background which i got a banner with my face on it coming which is going to be incredible when this thing really gets going yeah so i'm just like trying to up production stuff man so i'm just like sitting here man if i could just turn the camera you could see this like crazy lamp i have with like all this reflector stuff on it i don't know where i'm I don't know where I'm going with this, but all I know is I was really trying to make like a very good impression, but you guys are doing an audio podcast, so your people can't see the sweetness <laughs> of no, this. No, they, they don't get the right <laughs> They don't get to see the ominous black background behind you, which is a little odd. I'm just waiting on like, you know, the predator or some other scary creature to come from behind you and grab you by your head. Well, we're all friends. That's why they don't come grab me from behind. All they do is say, dude, like, seriously, I will show you who I got. Because, you know me, I'm Mr. Horror Guy. By the, by the way, Death Board is finished. It'll be out June or July. Whenever we get a premiere, you'll get a DVD. Nice. I got this guy. Oh, it's one of the critters. Yeah, it's a crate. I got my own crate. Dude. That is awesome. His name is Lars. <laughs> His name is Lars. Rub his tummy, make him happy. I love Lars. He's awesome. And so, then I got, uh, I got, uh, come on. I got Chucky chilling over here too, man. It's one of the, he done lost half his face. He's awesome. Ah. What the hell happened to that man's face? That's right. I'm bad too, Chucky. Wow. <laughs> anyway. So how did how did Deathboard get started? Because I've seen you posting on Facebook and, and a little bit on Twitter about it. How did you get involved with Deathboard? That's actually a really good story. So Brad Twig, uh, he runs this company, Fuzzy Monkey Productions. He's done like for the last six years. He's had his finger on the pulse of who's dicking around on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whoever's microphone is attached to their keyboard. Oh my goodness! Oh my bad, my bad. My desk is a little messed up right now. <laughs> I was literally telling I was telling somebody, "Hey, I can't listen to a voice message right now. I am currently on a podcast with awesome people." <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So Brad Twig's been doing this stuff for like six, seven years now. And um, I had a pal of mine back home in Virginia Beach that told me about him because he used to go to cons. 
And then when I moved up to Maryland and I started hanging out with Jimmy Flame, he was like, dude, you got to get in touch with Brad Twig, blah, 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 because Jimmy Flame did uh, Russell Massacre. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and he got both his arms ripped off and got beaten with him. It was incredible. That, that made me really happy. <laughs> and, um, well, I ordered me a D- so I ordered a DVD, and I just flat out texted Brad on Instagram. Never met him. I cold called him on Instagram. I was like, yo, dude, I'm looking forward to seeing this DVD. Your pals are one of my pals back home. He worked with Jimmy Flame. He's one of my pals. And, um, yeah, so when are you sending me my stuff? And he, you know, we, we went back and forth a little bit. And then we just happened to get into a conversation. I goes, after I watched the movie, I text him back and goes, yo, dude, so this movie was incredible. And so many of my friends are in it. If you need another wrestler to kill on screen, give me a holler because I'll be your Huckleberry all day long. Bet. And... A couple months later, I got a text. I'm doing this Ouija board movie. I think you'd be great for a part. What do you think? And I was like, dude, of course I'm down. Didn't think anything of it because I've never done this stuff before. And then two months after that, I got a script. And, um, dude, that was so much fun. That was uh, a lot of fun because that also led to some really cool relationships I have now with some really cool people. And then... um, I started working on this other movie with Brad called Shriek Show, which is like creep show, but it's circus based. It's a circus anthology movie. Should be out like Halloween next year. And then um, it, that was the start of a beautiful relationship because I'm supposed to be doing another movie with Brad next year, too, where I got offered the lead. And I'll totally tell you guys later when I'm allowed to. Nice. Um, <laughs> yeah. So things, I guess I don't suck on screen so well, i guess good. not <laughs> that's that's i was worried about that but when i got the call i got the text like a week oh you guys are getting the exclusive scoop hey hey i got i got the text like a week or two ago it was like hey how'd you like to do this it's probably be like next year and i'm like Psh, honored you bet so obviously i'm not doing too bad i think that's cool so I started off as, you know, fucking nobody, and now I'm still nobody, but I'm doing movies. No, I would say you've upgraded <laughs> to a solid, hey, it's that guy. <laughs> that's that's a huge upgrade. I'll hey, live with, that hey, that, hey, that guy. Yeah, like, you have hey, I see, I see and... that guy, or hey, that guy bought me a beer. Hey, that yeah. guy oh, looks hey. like Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh fuck you dude seriously <laughs> so, so i'm i'm backstage at e trying to figure out where i'm supposed to go and this one lady i goes hey where where am i supposed to go and she goes oh are you talent and i goes yeah and she goes are you tomaso champa and i'm like <laughs> no but you're fired <laughs> I should have I said yes and yep. see what it did for me. Yeah, they told me to. They told me I'm like, doing yeah, the run in. Obviously, she didn't know. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, and Vince sent me to, for you to find my check. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Um, apparently, you had several. <laughs> mine's, mine's framed on the wall. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. Yeah, that's that's cool as hell, man. I can't even imagine. Yeah, dude. It, that was a wild weekend, dude, because I um, I got to go back home to Virginia Beach. I saw some friends play. I went to a funeral, which I wasn't 
like super stoked on, but I did get to reconnect with some people. And then the next night I, I played because I'm musician by trade, have been for so long. I got to play a gig and then I went straight to Philadelphia to go do Elimination Chamber and I went to Raw in DC and then went back home. So I had a nice loop. It was fun. That's awesome, man. Now, granted, wow. I can't I can't ask you to, you know, spill the beans on all of your inner workings, but what is that experience like? You get the call, hey, we got an opportunity for you. I mean, how quick do you get that opportunity to bounce up and get something moving? Um, I got I I can totally be like completely honest with you, but I'll keep you know I'll keep it pretty vague and whatnot. But I've been I've, I've been working for somebody who used to work there, and they noticed my work and noticed what I've been putting into it, and was like, "Hey, I've got some connections, and I feel like you'd be perfect for this sort of stuff." So when I get a phone call, I'll be down to throw your name out that way, and I was like, "Cool, appreciate it." You know, see you when I believe it. And then um, I show up to work one night, and it's like, hey, did you get that email yet? And I goes, what email? And he goes, oh, just wait. <clears throat> so then I work my match. <laughs> Nicely sprinkled in, sir. <laughs> very very Rick Sanchez of you. That must have been spam. <laughs> no, that's actually Ghost Ale by Duclaw Brewing Company out of something Maryland. Bel Air? somewhere yeah dude i know i know where the brewery is it's actually pretty good beer oh dude i love duclaw there's a few breweries i was really bummed when the one in rundle mills closed down anyway um yeah so i like work and work this match and he was like yo so did you get that email he goes what email he goes just just check your mail and i go check it out and he goes all right invitation two days worth of work and i'm like holy shit <laughs> and <laughs> And then I did all the things I had to. I made everything happen. And then I rolled. I bought me a nice suit and I went to work. So obviously from your perspective, the goal is to go as, as high as you possibly can. Make as much money as you possibly can before you decide to finally hang it up. Do you have a preference? Like if you got a call from from Jacksonville or a call from Stanford, does it does it matter? Really doesn't matter. Can like truthfully dude like everybody in this business it's all about making money and stuff for me i have a good job i kind of don't care about the money i want to make money to help kind of make up for some of the stuff i'm you know spending money you know Mm -hmm. to give it pump out for my fans and to be able to get around and do stuff because i'm one of those guys even when i was in music i got to the point (laughs) where I, i let i got to the point where the business paid for itself so I'm trying to do that with wrestling too, and I'm almost there. So I just, where it doesn't have to come out of pocket, the business pays for itself. You know, it's going to even out at the end of the day. But um, when I first started training, and I still believe this today, I have no end game. I started wrestling, I started pro wrestling <laughs> when I was 30. I have no end game. I have no place I need to be. I have no goals as far as time frames. I have nothing. I'm any of you guys familiar with Bruce Lee's philosophy on things? Mm, not really. Oh. I'm a fan of the work, but not, not, not really familiar with his philosophies. 
So I had a roommate loan me a book like a couple of years ago when I was in a hard time and I just thumbed through it and there were some things that really resonated with me. And one thing was like the whole deal with Bruce Lee is like he believed in the philosophy that you just need to go with the flow of things, whether you have destination or not. It doesn't matter because you're not always in control of everything that happens to you. Mm-hmm. So like say metaphorically throw a pebble and you throw a pebble in the uh, still water, you're going to get ripples. So that's like a disturbance. But at the same time, it doesn't have to disturb because all you have to do is just follow those ripples out to wherever it leads you and just see where it goes and what you can do with it. So as long as you go with the flow of things and you make the best of what you're given and do with it, you're able to you know come out on top somehow as long as you persevere and use some ingenuity and that's i've tried to exhibit that my like up to this point and that's just what i'm doing that's what i did try at least i had to do like everything i do is uh just make the best out of everything because i don't i don't know what the hell i'm doing i'm just i'm just making my way through doug and uh pro wrestling's no different i just i started on this journey and where i'm at right now is pretty cool and I've been given a lot of really cool opportunities, and I've done really well at them. I've built a really good reputation, and um, that's just because I've tried everything and tried my best at it. So, And I plan on keep on doing that. And wherever it takes me is wherever I'm going to go. One of the things yeah, we tr- – yeah. One, one of the things <laughs> we try to do a lot here with our show is to make it as – fan friendly as possible to go through as much of the the ins and outs as we can but we also try to i don't want to say protect it but respect it i think is the better way of looking at it because there's a lot of the the ins and outs that you guys go through on a day-to-day that people don't really need to know and then there's the stuff that happens when you're at a show and you're getting ready to get in the proper mindset and make sure you've got things rolling that i think people they all instantly think this guy wants to be WWE or NXT or AEW. He wants to work with Cody. Or then you've got guys that are like, you know, F those guys. I want to go to New Japan, and that's the biggest climax for me. So to hear, you know, I'll go where I go. You know, I'll go where it takes me is actually kind of refreshing because you hear a lot of people that try to pigeonhole themselves into this is the only end goal for me. This is the only place I want to end up. Well, I mean, for me, I know I've, I've, like I said, I, I went to WWE and I got to like spend a couple of days there and see the inner workings and that was cool. And I don't feel like that might be the route for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down to see what everywhere else has to offer because I know there's tons more places I'd like to go because I mean, I'm I feel like I'm a unique cat. I feel like I'm a unique character. I'm not exactly your everyday wrestler either. So it's I don't know where I exactly will fit in, but I'm down to try out anything once. You know what I mean? So whatever comes my way or whatever opportunity I get myself into, I will try it on for size. And if it ain't a good fit, then I'll move on to the next one. That's just, that's just the Mad Max philosophy, man. You just try it on. If it don't work, keep on trucking, see what, see what fits. And, um, just enjoy the ride until you do. Man, yeah. this is why we get along. 
I, I was just about to say the same thing. Actually, that this is what makes Max a go-to guy, and Max can attest to this. When we're at a show, the first person we go to with ideas is Max. Hey, Max, what do you think of this? Hey, Max, what do you want to do with this? Hey, Max, what do you think uh, about working with Joe, or what do you think about working with Jimmy and doing this? He is the guy mm-hmm. we go to when we have new ideas. I'm pretty good filter. I think so. I don't think yeah, there's enough it, of that in this industry. It's really important. That's why I keep this dude standing next to me here all the time. He is the perfect filter. Uh, and you better not say that that evil J word again. Oh, um, you mean that? You mean that jabroni Sidale? <laughs> Did you say Sidale? <laughs> them, them's fighting words around here. <laughs> 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 um, no, man, but that's literally like I, I have one of the absolute best filters to run all of my stupid stuff through. You have no many, no idea how many times I have thought of the most absolute harebrained, insane crap. And everyone else was kind of like, yeah, man, that sounds cool. Ooh, we might be able to make that work. And uh, I turn over to Kate and he's just like, um, remember that time I'm about to slap you right now? <laughs> and nine, ten times out of ten he's right so no arguments there <laughs> trust me i got a ton of filters i i uh sift through myself man it's um if you ain't got that kind of support system man then you're doing something wrong because not every not everybody's a genius by birth and trade it just you've got to filter your ideas through and whatnot because i know for me dude i feel like i got trained the right way I mean, there's a wrong way to get trained. That's by getting trained by, I'm saying the word, not directed at Seidel. <laughs> but you can learn You can learn from some 20-year jabroni that did nothing with his life. And they'll feed you a bunch of horse shit. And it's, you know, you'll end up going down whatever path you go through. But I can assure you it's not that good. I know for me, and I'm super thankful for it, that I got trained by one of the best in the business, I feel. And a lot of other people feel through Damien Wayne. He uh, basically taught me what to look out for, how to how to look out for things, how to get a keen eye for things, how to open my mind to things, and uh, how to filter things out and whatnot to know whether something's a good idea, a bad idea, how to follow my gut, and all this stuff before I got out there. And that was only year two in the business. I'm like five years in now. But he uh, he trained oh, me in that early. Hold up, hold I'm, up. Very- I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. You said you're only five years in. I'm. A, I just hit five years in March, dog. Jesus. What? What? What's wrong? Okay, so here's the thing. Like, <laughs> I, I and I am especially, and and you've seen it. I've learned from you guys from the very beginning of UCW to now. I had no idea that you had only been in the business for that long. Zero idea. I thought it was more like fifteen years or something crazy like that. <laughs> I didn't. Well, of course, of course. In my defense, in my defense, Max. In my defense, I didn't know how old you were either. I'm old as fuck, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm. Uh, you I'm got one, it. You got it. Right. I'm one of the older cats in the car. Right? <clears throat> uh, it just is what it is. I thanks. Well, I, I, I do. No, nah, man. I I'm sorry, but DDP yeah. was always one of my favorites, and he didn't start until he was a little older. Well, Jimmy, that's didn't, Jimmy didn't start one of, that's one of my guys. Yeah, that's kind of what my trainer started when he was 30. That's why I felt there was no problem when I did at 30. It's like, all right, cool, and I'm learning from the right guy. Yep, and that's why I always say it doesn't matter 
It can happen when you've been doing it for a year. It can happen when you've been doing it for 20. Never stop trying as hard as you friggin' can. Yeah. Because it could all it takes is one set of eyes to put that check in your hand. I'm also going to pull the curtain back just a hair. Just let y'all take like a minor peek. But at the same time, being an older guy, getting into this thing kind of late, it sure helps having personality and being a personality and being a character and having a character and being able to work a character to maintain some kind of longevity. Oh, yeah. There's that infamous phrase that uh, the Hardys let go, the bump card. Right. Yeah. It, it it's one of those things, man. It, it takes a toll. I will say, I have been lucky enough to be have been taught by Cade how to properly, you know what I mean. Take my take my bumps and and you know, if somebody decides that they're gonna knock me out I, when I hit the ground, I don't break my neck. You know what I mean? Oh, it, good. don't do that. No, but it's like doing it the 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 thirty times that I have, and then having to imagine doing that. Every night, right? Thirty times. It's like uh, I don't, I don't understand how half the people I know are still currently walking around because I still am like, oh, once in a while. Well, Max, Max brings up a good point, and and you you mentioned it too, like the, the bump card, right? So, Max, we're in Ashland, Virginia, and you and Pork Chop are in the ring, and you guys go for a headbutt. And yet there it is. He's pointing to it right now on camera. You guys leveled each other and you go down with what appeared to be a fractured orbital bone. It was. And I will never forget that. I'm on the outside and I'm filming and I see it. I'm like, Oh hell. And, and I I think actually if you play the video, you can hear me say, Oh shit. (laughs) It sounded like two pumpkins smashing together, dude. Yeah. And I I thought I was back at gorilla when he came through the curtain and, that yeah i remember yeah. thinking how the hell did he get up from that dude i got up and i got in the locker room and i started cussing is what happened oh yeah, yeah. your cussing yeah. started right behind, right past the black curtain <laughs> <laughs> well i mean in virginia you held it together for the fans and then you're like crap well the no i held it together for the commission <laughs> <laughs> let's get that straight <laughs> Because I had blood pouring out of my nose, and somebody said, roll out of the ring. And I goes, tag, and, cover, and <laughs> yeah. covered up. Yep. And I'm like, because I remember I blacked out for like a split second. I goes, motherfucker. And then once I got to the locker room, I goes, mother, louder. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, I, went, I, I, and went off. But on the bright side, I got a really cool picture of it, because I got that Kratos-looking photo of me all beard off sprayed out. <laughs> Yo, can so, we put I mean, that on the that's Max Price version three card? I'll send it to you, dog. Yeah, dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> There's a reason we call him the hardest head in professional wrestling. There is a legit or, reason for that. I may get knocked that stand and pass out at ringside. I may get knocked down, but I get I sure as hell get back up, dude. As long as you're not getting knocked up, we're good. <laughs> That could be awesome. Um, <laughs> last, last time I checked, I ain't got the equipment for that, so it's all I, good. All right. <laughs> <laughs> my, so, my my plumbing's a little different for that kind of that kind of thing. 
<laughs> so, guys, as we get ready to close out, I, I did want to, of course, go back through and replug both Max's website and, and of course, Indy Supercard. But you mentioned something, and I, I kind of wanted to get your take on it. You talked about the bump card, and Max was kind of like giving us a, that peek behind the curtain. In today's business, do you guys feel like that protecting the business has kind of taken a back seat to what can get you noticed? <laughs> Oh, a, a dog has an answer for it. Yeah, we got a dog. Looks like everybody's home from work. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Somebody get that man out of here. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in my house? What are you doing on my computer? No. <laughs> get off my daughter. <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. No, man. I, gotta, I Honestly, Who's I have a really good this? answer for that question, though. Go for um, it. Yeah. The evolution of what we need to be protecting has changed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> there is such a huge shift. You see on every website, if you scroll through squared circle, you see so-and-so's doing this with whoever right. this guy's signing a contract and, and Oh, so-and-so got hurt doing this during this part of this match. It's there's, there's a different level. Now it's, you have to make sure that, Everything that you put on social media, if you don't want the world to know it and break it down to every letter, you better not put it out there. Mm -hmm. The world cannot, you know what I mean? You need to make sure that a private life is your private life. Now, more than ever, you protect yourself. And if that means that, okay, the world knows a little bit more of what happens behind that entrance then that that's one of those things that I think we all need to start to adapt to and understand a little better. Yeah, I definitely would agree with you because now we have TMZ. Like you wrestlers are stopped outside of airports by TMZ. Hey, uh, I heard you and Vince had a meeting. You know what I mean? It's, it's kind of crazy. What? Six years ago, that never happened. Six years. No. You know, but now here we are in a business where Becky Lynch is pregnant and she announces it on Monday Night Raw because some stooge, you know, leaked it to TMZ beforehand. And of course, now it's made the run on every single dirt sheet known to man. So that's where I I see it, because like that's everybody was in such a damn race to be first that nobody even cared to be right. Yep. And that's one of those that's one of those moments where it's. Now, do we protect what, – what, what is there to protect in that instance, though? Right. If, 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 she's, if she's pregnant, that's definitely – you know what I mean? There's definitely – somebody's going to figure that out eventually. Right. So now I found out about that probably six hours before Raw started, as I'm sure 90% of the rest of the world did. Right. And it's like, okay, cool. Did it, did it even matter? What, like, was, was that really part of the, the quote-unquote – the game to begin with is that what we should be looking after or should we be looking after like okay you know what i mean AEW and wwe are going at it hardcore so what's to stop cody and vince from making a couple of phone calls and going hey you want to make some money right which i've always wondered you know people and and of course it's one of our co-hosts who's not here with us tonight he would probably lose his mind, but I've always always thought, if they really wanted to make money, why don't they just get together and make money? Why are we so worried about who's on top of what? Why don't they just go ahead and do it to make money? Yeah, that that's kind of what I've always wondered, and that's that's half the motivation for most of the stuff that I do is like, 
it's not about me. It's about the people in the ring. Mm-hmm. I like it, it, if I if I'm part of an article or a, a news thing or somebody's posting about me on Facebook, I screwed up. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be the, the topic of anything. I'm like super lucky and super blessed that you guys invited me on here. But I, I, I would gladly give up this spot right now for anyone who has stepped foot in my ring, and that's the way that it should be a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Max, where do you stand on this? I'm part of that 10% that learned about her being pregnant the day after Raw because I didn't watch it. Okay. Because <laughs> I don't watch a whole lot of modern wrestling these days. I've kind of gotten in the mode of watch, like reliving some action movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I just watched Bloodsport last night for the first time in like 20 years. Oh, that's a great film. Oh, yeah. And uh, this morning, I drank uh, Jim Beam in my coffee while watching Tombstone. <laughs> All right. I'll be your Huckleberry. Damn. That's right. That's right. Great film. That's right. You're drunk, sir. Yeah, so... You hit me. That's why I have two for both of you. But that's right. also why your character, your 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 ability to to speak to the fans is so good because you go and you make sure that you have fun with what you're saying. You know what I mean? You treat it like it's it's part of your it's you make it the things that you love about the things that you watch. And that's a reason why I don't watch a lot of modern wrestling is because I don't want it to bleed into what I believe in and I don't want it to bleed bleed into what I'm doing Mm -hmm. because I have kind of an idea of what I'd like to do. And I, I got guys of the past that I, you know, watched and got me up to this point, but to get me further, I don't feel wrestling is going to do it. So I watch other things that help get me there. If that makes sense. No, it makes sense. It does. Well, And what I was going to say is when you come out, it's that is Mad Max. That is Max Morrison out there. And one thing I enjoy is the fact that you're out there as you, as the character, an amped up version of yourself. And you're not trying to be somebody that we see on TV. Does that make sense? You're not going out to be that. Hey, I am just another version of this guy you see on Monday or this guy you see on Create Wednesday. a wrestler number six. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. Default character. Angle you know, like, Oh, that's Mad Max, and that's why you stick out, you know? Angle lie, dude. I um I listened to Tombstone this morning and I was listening to the soundtrack and I heard a couple sounds that I want to incorporate into a custom theme song for me because I feel like where I'm going, that would be, like, fantastic. So if anybody listening does music, custom music, please hit me up. I have ideas. I actually might be putting my studio back together at the house within the next couple of days. So, um, yeah, I'll let you you know. (laughs) do Do you have violins? Um. All right, so we might need to make a couple of phone calls. <laughs> I, know, I know some violin players, dog. Don't even sweat. All right, yeah. I, I'm, if, <laughs> if all of my musical equipment from my, my heyday of playing back in New York and New Jersey still works, I'll see if we can hook something up. 
Like I said, I got I, I can drum for days, dude. I'll come in and rock drums on tracks, but I have a vision. That's <laughs> but what's that, up, man. But that's it, is I watch like so much stuff and it's weird how little nuances and things about some of the weird things and weird shit. Like I lit like as you were telling your story about the business, I was reposting on Instagram a photo of Leatherface sticking a bitch on a hook. It was kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, all right, but yeah, it you was, just made it weird. But the way it was shot was a work of art. So I'm like, all day. I'll totally share this. This is great. Um, it's little things. And that's... If I could pass something on to other wrestlers right now and other performers and things like that, because I do feel like there's an art that's missing out of a lot of things I'm seeing. And I'm not saying I'm an expert by any means. I do what I do. And that's really all I have to go by. Um, there's a lot in the world around you that will help you resonate with your audience and help you connect for them to act, give a fuck as opposed to doing a thousand flips or, you know, DDTs on the apron, this flip there, thousand flips there, this stupid fucking thing here, that stupid fucking thing there. Um, you can say a lot with your body without saying a single word. And mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of that is missing in today's wrestling. And that's what I try to do. That's the kind of stuff, I, me personally, I try to pick up on. And that's what I'm trying to help contribute to the business is just little nuances, little character things. Like, since I've been back in the ring the last couple of weeks, I've been over at Riot City. I've been keeping occupied, but I've also been wrestling the Invisible Man and putting my time in. It's helped me to really kind of tweak my style a bit and which is really nice because i've learned to take the things i've been able to watch over the last three months and apply it to my work and now i can kind of see things a little differently and it's um i feel like it's going to be captivating on a different scale and that's the kind of thing i feel is missing in wrestling is we have characters and that's what wrestling needs. Wrestling needs characters. It doesn't so much need like wrestlers as much as it needs characters. Yeah, and the good wrestlers that are out there now, some of them just need to find like those little, the little tiny pieces of wood that cover up the screw holes from the new piece of furniture. It's that finishing stuff. Yep. Yep. Agreed. I, I feel like there's a, and this has always been my thought is that there is not a there to me. There's no such thing as a bad performer. These nope. are just people that have to find their spot and find their find their whatever that niche is. I, I've always felt that. It's one of the things that I enjoy about the creative process of professional wrestling in general because helping somebody see, and, and I've seen this happen a few times with UCW, helping somebody see that light turn on is amazing. It is the coolest thing when you see somebody and it clicks for them and then they go out and they do what they have just busted their ass to do all their life and there they are and the people connect with it, it's just a whole nother level of cool. When you're able to go out there and 
you have a story in mind and you're able to play that out with somebody else and the crowd bites onto it and is able to follow it along, there's really no better feeling than getting the payoff from the crowd to see that story through to the end. It's pretty, it's pretty unreal. You know, I always, I always felt that, uh, when it came, when we talk about stories, I always felt like we left, uh, left some undone pieces with, with Max and, and his former partner, Rock. What can you do? I, you know what? I mean, hey, I'm a big believer in never say never, and maybe we get to put those pieces together at another point, you know? Who knows? Well, we're not, we're not toast, and we're not feuding, so I mean, never say never. Well, and that's the thing. Like, so that, that's, what, uh, that's what I love about what we do and and what i love about what you guys do specifically because it's this is so much fun uh this is jen by the way Jeez, so, <laughs> so we've upgraded we've gone from uh, from ghost beer to uh, all right let's just do some gin <laughs> like a quarter of a gallon of gin yeah it's you. after 12 it's after 10 30 it's i mean it's after five yeah yeah right it's Good. Hey, it's, hey it's five o'clock somewhere right right yeah <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and close this out here um first and foremost you know guys thank you so much for your time tonight i really appreciate it um when we first talked when i first talked to you guys about coming on my thought process was wow we're gonna talk about this game we're gonna talk to max has been cool we haven't talked to him in a bit i had no idea it would go this length and this is so cool that we've been able to uncover yeah. so many different things and uh, I got to tell you, um, Brian and Eddie are going to be really pissed that they missed this tonight. <laughs> well, screw those guys; they suck. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was going to go the other. <laughs> I was going to go the other direction and say, you know, I mean, we can always run it back one of these days. <laughs> but, but, oh, I mean, we totally can. I'm open. Yeah, all day. but screw them or whatever. I don't, I, or, I guess I don't know. <laughs> oh no, no! I never said we were finished. We're just finished for the day. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we'll bring you all on later and have all those kind of inside jokes you know when somebody misses something and you're sitting there ha 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 oh yeah hate when that happens <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's start with Joe Joe tell us uh, where can folks catch up with you on on the web and uh, on social media social media now I'm getting hit with the hiccups oh god oh no it's one of my biggest fears in life. I just just want to throw this out there. Is like I've seen old articles of people who had the hiccups for like ten years at a clip. That has always been like my biggest fear, and I don't know why. Irrational stuff. But anyway, uh, um, if you want to check uh, out anything I'm doing, follow me at uh, Superjaw or Superjaw Pro on uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that fancy stuff. Um, if you want to buy the card game. Um, you can buy the Ace Series 1 box set at becometheace.com. Or um, if you want to get the other awesome starter set, you can go to abootandheel.com and get that one as well. I say get them both. They're both killer. Um, call Max Morrison and get four of his cards because you're going to need to have three to play and then have one to get signed. So, I mean, you have to do that. There's going to be a whole list of names coming out of people that have gotten their cards already that I want people to talk to. Um, so check our Facebook page out for that um, soon. And uh, yeah, 
that's all right. I, I think I got it. We're good. I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we're going to be linking up uh, becometheace.com on our website over at c2cradioshow.com. You can probably find it right now if you scroll on down towards the bottom. It says proud partners with, and we've got them listed. Go to the website and hey, buy the cards. Mad Max Morrison, where do the fans catch up with you? I have made it very plain and simple and easy for you peons to get in touch with me at www.madmaxmorrison.com, double D, double X. Um, There's links to all my social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's all there. You can find links to Boot and Heel. You can find links to all the different companies I'm working for. You can find links to all the sponsors I'm working with. I have like two fitness supplement companies that just started partnering with me. I just started partnering with an energy drink company. You can find everything about the movies I'm in. And you can find my brand new store. Uh, shop.madmaxmorrison.com and then there's also a link to my pro wrestling tees which if you go on there right now there's a there's a memorial day sale going on 20% off on all merch if you use the the discount code memorial at checkout get 20% off dude summer's coming up get you some mad max tanks i got one on right now these things are the jam you're going to love it. Hey, sun's out, guns out for Mad Max Morrison, right? Pow, pow. Boom. Look at that. Right there. I actually personally like the headbanger shirt the best, the purple one. I think that one looks great. Get That's your a shirts. fun one. Have you seen the new Thomas the Tank Engine yes, one? Yes, I was just looking at that. The Choo Choo Street Fight. Chug's Street Fight. I dig that one, actually. That's really cool. Chug's the Street Fight. If um, how, many ch- how many Chuggas before Choo Choo is an important question. <laughs> I work I work in threes, dog, so you get chug, 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 choo choo. Alright, alright. Ho train. I'll take it. I'll take it. So um I told you earlier I worked for a Grimm's toy show, right? Yeah. And um don't be surprised you get a spe- you find a special appearance from uh Chugs the Street Fight Engine in that match. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Grimm's Toy Show is outstandingly entertaining for what they do. Those guys are awesome. So I do love what they do. And, of course, uh, also Jeff Bravo works with them from time to time. Oh, does he? Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's cool, dude. I love Jeffrey Bravo as much as I love having um, a hangnail. So oh, be wow. sure to <laughs> check out Jeffrey Bravo. 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 Brothel? No, that's not it. Brothel. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, rather go to, I'd, I'd rather go to a brothel than Jeffrey Bravo. Oh. <laughs> I'm saving that sound bite. It's getting played at the next UCW show. <laughs> All right, folks. Hey, that is going to do it for Corner to Corner Wrestling Radio. What an awesome night we've had joining us with uh, Joe Edwards of Indie Supercard, Mad Max Morrison of UCW fame, of course, the Gold Rush Challenge winner, calling his shot on Ethan Cross. He did mention that. Don't think we didn't hear that. 
You can catch up with us here on at C2C Radio Show on Twitter, C2C Radio Show.com for all your corner to corner needs. Rob, final thoughts, sir, before we head on out? This was a fun show. This was awesome. Thank you all guys for coming on and thanks for playing along. And uh, we're going to have to bring you back on when we get the decks in our hands so we can actually play the game while the show goes on. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Of course. Rob can be found on. It's always a pleasure. Of course. Rob can be found on uh, Facebook at Rob Hefner and RDHUWP on the Instagram. You can catch up with me at Stan Grubb everywhere. Twitter, corner to corner. uh, Yeah, everywhere. Whatever. Have a great night, everybody. Have a great week. Enjoy your Memorial Day, and we will see you next time right here on C2C Radio Show. We'll see you later. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.